twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. Is the little baby sick today? Does baby have a cold? Yeah, I do. Oh. Oh, thank you. Poor baby. <laughs> oh. Are you going to take care of me then? I doubt it. All right. That sounds better. I, I uh, get that stuff. My voice is all, you know, weird and stuff. It's I have a, a head cold. I didn't give it to her. She got a head cold from someone else. Head cold. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Wondering where she got the cold still. Anyways. Well, she said she's clean. Yeah. Anyways. How was I supposed to know? Mm-hmm. Maybe the hacking or the weird goop coming out of her vajayjay. Oh, you know, hey, now that's things. a different problem. Oh. You're lucky you only got a cold. Well, that's all that I have so far. It's probably something more severe. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Anyway, speaking about severe things and unsafe sex, actually, that would be so wrong. I, one of our listeners, her and her partner, were going to go do some speech at PFLAG, Los Angeles, and it was in West Hollywood. No, no, sorry. No, it was in Westwood, not West Hollywood. Big difference. West Hollywood, Westwood. What's the difference? Extremely couple gay and extremely UCLA. Couple of million gays. What's the difference? Yeah. So I, I went to that thing, and I've never been to a PFLAG meeting. All I would, would think of when I see PFLAG is on Gay Pride. They have their little marching thing, and they all march, and then you applaud because these are parents and stuff and, and you know relatives and friends. And it's just it's a beautiful thing because there's so many people that don't have that sort of support. So I'm used to, you, you know, you could be sitting down, having a Diet Pepsi or water like me, or you'd be drinking a beer. Everybody will stand up and applaud them because there's people that would love for their you know family to do that for them. Yeah, PFLAG's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a very good thing. It, it makes a huge difference, and I think that that's going to make a difference in the future of gays and lesbians. You know, the, the change of what's going on and, and the way people perceive us, it's a little bit different if people know that you're gay, or I have a gay friend, or I've got a, a family member that's gay. It makes a difference. But, I you know, I just know about it on the way it affects me personally, and I never looked at it how it affects them. Affects who? The parents? The parents and the and oh, relatives and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was it was just something different. So at the meeting that we had, and, and you know, when you go there, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, say, you know, hey, Roxanne was there and she said this. It's it's all anonymous. Oh, it's PFLAG's anonymous? Yes, it is. And then that way you could talk openly and freely about whatever it is. And there's this one lady, and she was a facilitator, that started the meeting off, and she kind of told her story, you know, about how she was when she found out that her son was gay. And how she, you know, went through this whole entire process. And it was it was really interesting seeing it from a parent's perspective. I know the way that in my, in, you know, my opinion of how my mother, you know, dealt with it. And, you know, it was all about me, myself, and I. And then when it wasn't about that, it was about Roxanne. I mean, it was just all about me. And I never saw her side. I was just pissed off because, you know, I wanted someone to accept me right then and there and just get over it. And so the, this one mother was sharing her experience. And then so she did her speech. And then we broke off into two separate groups. So you have two different circles because it was the amount of people that they had. Oh, I feel sorry for the group that got you. No, they fucking loved me. You know why? Because I rocked. Oh. I was very good. And I didn't know what to expect. And I think, you know, well, I'll go into, you know, more, more in depth of, you know, what I think we should do as gays. But so I went to this thing and. Oh, really? You have an opinion about gay people? Yeah. That's so unusual for you to have an opinion. It is. So we had these little circle things. And then this one lady starts off with her stuff. And it was another lady that, you know, when she found out that her son was gay, he told her, and she's a Jewish woman, and she was looking at, you know, how it affects her faith and all these other things that were going on. And she talked about her process in order to deal with it and to accept and love her son. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, okay. 
And there's then then they go, okay, Roxanne, you talk. Well, they you read this these, these instructions of like you know you need to be polite. You're not supposed to let people know. You know you can't say that. You know Roxanne said this. You know, so you have the uh, an, anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. You know I'm glad they gave you a set of instructions before you opened your mouth. They were probably smart. They were like, oh no, here comes some big old dyke. Break out the paperwork. Yeah. No. But see, so then I'm like, okay, so now it's me, and I'm like. Well, I'm not the I'm not the the parents or anything. I don't have kids. Hello, and I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? I need to participate because everybody's opening up. I need to fucking speak up. So, because I have a sense of humor, and I said, you know, if you can't tell, you know, by my attire, I'm a lesbian. Did you like stick your foot out and say, look here, look at my casual shoes? Here's the casual shoes, and I'm wearing a sports bra. Oh no, wait, no, I don't, I don't like sports bras. But I, if I had to, I guess I would. If I was gonna go run or if I'm running, I'm gonna put on a sports bra. If you're running, you better put on like something heavier than a sports bra. No, if I'm running, maybe what I should do is say earthquake, you know, starting in Toluca Lake. Watch out. Here, go, here comes the girls. Oh, yeah, exactly. Knock over children as I'm running. Baywatch type deal. Mm. But so, you know, I, I you know, kind of did like a joke there. And I don't think all of them got it. So and that's okay. That's totally fine. And then from there, you know, I see, you know, this is how my mom reacted to it. And, you know, like my whole experience that, you know, mother was in shock or mom was in shock. And then I go, I think I had two therapy sessions and she's worried that people are going to pick on me. And then she had to deal with the guilt and, and, you know, some things that my mom, you know, has, has shared with me and, and talked about. And we, we did a podcast. Where I think it was uh, Roxy's Mommy is the name of the podcast. That's right. And you'll hear mom talking about like, you know, what she experienced when, when I came out to her. And then so I went through this thing and then I said, you know what, but blah, blah, blah. So then the next person was that was there was another lady that was Jewish and she's talking that she's having a hard time and she was upset because all the other family members except the son, except for this woman. And I'm listening to this and her son's been out for, I think about a year. I mean, she doesn't hate her son, but you know, I'm thinking, you know, bravo, she's here trying to figure out and get support so she can be a good mom. She's working on it. She's not just sticking her head in the sand, you know, God bless that woman. I mean, she's trying. And then I'm like, okay, fine. And then the next lady, which, you know, is my peeps, she was a lesbian and she had a son that is like 13 or something like that. And now he identifies himself as a gay, gay boy. And he didn't tell his moms. Oh, and, he, he didn't want to come out to his gay moms? No, and I don't know why. But, she, you know, and I, and I go, why wouldn't he come out to you? I mean, if anybody would understand, it would be the gay parents. She's like, well, that's what I, I thought. But, you know, he didn't. And he has friends. He's got a good support system and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow. I maybe, mean, I, maybe he was disappointed that he wasn't straight. Maybe, you know. But you know, it's you know, they're waiting for him to figure out what he wants to do and how they're gonna, how he's gonna tell them, and and they want to be supportive and all these other things. It was just, it was just fascinating. I would never get guess in a million years that a gay parent son would come out or daughter would come out and that they wouldn't talk to their parents about that because. If anybody would understand, it would be your parents. Unless, yeah. and I did ask the lady, not in the circle, because she ended up in my circle, but we were talking, you know, before the meeting started, because I'm neurotic and I, I showed up early. And I said, well, you know, do you have guilt with your son being gay? And she's like, well, not at all. You know, she's, I, I have no issues. He could be gay, straight, whatever, bi, trans, I don't care. I just love him. That's so interesting. Do you think that, that children of gay parents have to come out a straight mom? I'm straight. <gasps> You're going to hell. Yeah. We're going to go to church and you're going to go to therapy. And then do you think the gay moms and gay dads, they have trouble dealing with that? Oh my God, our son, our daughter is straight. No, I think that's, you know what I think? What I thought when I was talking to this lady is that if we have a kid and the kid comes out gay, are people going to look at us and say, oh, you made this child gay? I know that you can't make someone gay, but society, you know, as of today, you know, you know, 2010, 
people have these ideas that, you know, someone you can make someone gay. They're not born gay. They're not, it's not like a natural thing. For real? Yeah. Smart Alec. But so with that being said, I thought that, you know, maybe that's what it was. She's like, no, I don't care. I'm like, okay, well, that's very healthy. And I, I was just, you know, this woman was like awesome. Then the next lady spoke and she said that, you know, her son is gay. Her, her son was there. He was in a different circle with some other family members. His entire family's there and his, her son has been having a hard time and he was suicidal. Oh, the son's gay? Yeah. And he was like in a different circle from his mother. So the whole family's okay with him being gay and he's not okay with he's him being gay? He's having a hard gay? time. Wow. Probably, probably wanting to be the perfect child. Oh. You know, not everybody wants to be the perfect child, but I think most kids do want to do the right thing. Most kids want to be a good person. And if this is not, you know, he plays football and he's super athletic and this sort of thing. And then, you know, later on I go, I go, so is your son, you know, the boy, you know, the, the, the blonde boy in the other circle. And she's like, yeah. And I go, like, I'm a lesbian and he's fucking hot. And, and he's a good looking young boy. She's like, I know he is. And she was just proud. And she just wanted to make sure that her, cause her son was having depression and he was becoming kind of suicidal about this. And his family was all supportive. I mean, it was awesome. Wow. And then there's another lady that started talking about her kid and, and she was upset. I mean, it was the same lady, the one that she was upset that, you know, all the other family members, the grandparents, the husband, you know, the other siblings are fine with the son being gay. And she goes, I'm still struggling with it. And I said, you know, and I thought about that as she's saying this and, you know, I'm being polite. I raised my hand. And so I waited for them to, you know, I just didn't start yelling at, at people. And I said, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I go, I'm going to ask you guys a question and you'll see how, how it's relevant. And I, so I asked everybody, I go, when was the first time that you had a crush on the opposite sex? So if like your girls, you know, except for you, the lesbian, that you had a crush on a boy and you knew that you were attracted to boys and there's two guys there. And at what age were you when you figured out that you had a crush on girls and you liked girls at what age? So everybody has their, their own little thing. I go, I can go back. I go, I didn't know it. I didn't act upon it. I wasn't aware of it until I was 15, but I can look back. And I think I had my first crush uh, with Chris, and I was in seventh grade, so I don't know how, what are you, like 12, 11 seventh or 12? Seventh grade. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. And I started school uh, early, so I was probably like 11. So at 11 years old, I had a crush on a girl. I didn't understand what it was. I beat you. I was in sixth grade. You rock. So with that being said, you know, you know, I, I brought that to their attention. I go, so from me being 11 years old until me acting on it at 15, I had four years to put this puzzle together for me to understand that I am gay and that there's something, you know, you know, ready to go. And you parents, you've only known for, you know, for a year, it seems like a long time period. But if you were my mother, I've had four years to kind of adjust and deal with this. I go, you're here, you're working on it for your son. And that shows me that you love your son and you want to be part of his life and you're doing the right thing. We can't just expect you guys snap at, you know, like that. And you'll know how to interact and do whatever we need you or what we want you to do. And it was interesting. And then there's another lady and she was there and her brother was gay. And she's like, I'm totally cool with it. But her ethnicity, ethnicity, she's Asian. And her parents, you know, they're trying to be nice and stuff. And, you know, the brother moved to New York. So there's a good looking Asian guy in New York and his parents live over here in California. The sister's fine with it. And the sister's like the mediator between the two. And the brother's like, hey, the parents need to stand up and they need to, you know, welcome us and blah, blah, blah. And the parents are welcoming, welcoming his boyfriend as much as she gets her boyfriend welcomed. They're just kind of distant. You know, that's just kind of like, you know, their culture. And so you need to tell your brother that. And you tell him, you know, just quit fucking pounding. They're doing the same shit with me. Wow. It's not like one thing or another. But it's interesting because I got, you know, it's kind of like someone like switched a, a light and I started to see the other side. And, you know, so we go through the little thing and it was it was very well done. And at the end, one of the this guys goes, you know, this man, you know, because, oh, there's coffee and there's drinks or whatever the heck it is over here. And he goes, you know, that was very helpful with you being here. And I thought that's really cool that, you know, at least I can give a, a different 
point of view. But there's was one lady. It was so sad. It broke my heart. This poor lady. They're like, okay, you want you know? Do you want to say anything? She had tears in her eyes, and she couldn't. She was just crying, and she just like you know, you know, shook her head, just like waved like someone else. At this point, she wasn't ready to talk. Did you hold her? No, I didn't. I have to tell you though, I would have given everybody a hug, and I refrained. Oh, that's I was nice. so good because I mean, I saw the struggle that these people were going through, and they're they're here, and they're, they were, I'm sorry, they were there in order trying to reach out and better understand and bond with their children and have a be better parents or better sisters or better you know grandparents and so forth i mean it was interesting but the other thing that was interesting you know besides that man saying you know thank you for coming it was very helpful and you know that was a really neat you know thing that you did there's another lady so we had the the drinks and something to eat or something i don't remember what it was and then um there's a a a little old lady there and i'm like well is your child gay and she's like no my granddaughter I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And she and she goes, she goes, no, she goes, my my granddaughter is is trans. And I'm like, really? And I, I go, well, how old's your granddaughter? And she was three years old. I about crapped my pants. You know, it was something else. I learned a new thing. I mean, I it, it's interesting because the whole trans thing. I mean, I'm still fascinated with it, and I'd love to learn more. And I'm trying to learn more. You know, with the limited you know people that I'm able to meet, so I can say the the appropriate things. And I, I need to educate myself on that. That's important to me. And this one just fucking, you know, it was like a left hook. I didn't know that at three years old, you know, a kid's going to identify themselves as a boy or a girl. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I was a total tomboy and I wanted to be a boy because I liked toys. They're better and you can do whatever you want. You don't have to primp up. But it was just like being a little lesbian. Yeah, I was a tomboy when I was I was really young, too. Actually, well, hmm, let's see. I never stopped being a tomboy. But anyway, I was a tomboy from really young. And when we used to play with my little friends, I always used to give myself a boy's name and things like that. And I used to like to dress in boys' clothes as much as my mother would let me. So I don't know. You know, if if I could have had an addictomy when I was three, maybe I would have too. No, no, no. Well, it's, let me rephrase this. Genetically, the woman's granddaughter was born in a male body. So and if I upset or say something inappropriate to anybody that's trans or has people that are trans in their in their life i'm trying to do the appropriate stuff but basically she was born a boy so she's still you know she's like maybe she's five she was born a boy in her mind and in her heart she's always been a girl and the parents are like oh okay so genetically currently right now she's got a boy body does that make sense she has a penis yeah she has a penis she was born a boy she identifies herself as a girl she doesn't answer the given male name. She answers to the girl name that she chose for herself. And the family's been very supportive. So grandma is going to this. So, I mean, that was pretty huge that like a grandmother's going to be there. And I mean, that's fucking confusing stuff. I mean, I'm gay and I, I've heard about the whole trans thing and gender queer and all those other fun things. But here's just, you know, you know, little old grandma's trying to do it. And she's doing it because she loves her granddaughter. And I thought that was very beautiful and loving. Well, that rock on, sister. Yeah. Sounds like you rock P-Flag. No, I did that. And the other neat thing that I did like is that one of our our friends that invited us, she did a speech with her partner with this whole trans thing and all these different words and things and terminology and certain things that you can and can't do. And it was just awesome. But anyway, so what what I'm thinking of is I might give uh, Sharice a call and have my mom, I already talked to her, so mommy and me day, go down to P-Flag and do our little thing and maybe we can help people deal with their kids. Damn, pretty soon you're going to be on tour on the circuit. I'll be rocking on. Go on, Roxanne. All right. Thank you, P-Flag. Bye. Bye.